This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds, and welcome to Middle Earth! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you hot D and L-O-T-R nerds out there. I didn't like any of that. <laughs> I know. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all of you House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power nerds out there. No, I'm keeping hot D all of this in, by the way. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Hot, actually... Hot D and L-O-T-R sounds way better. So it does. Hot D and L-O-T-R. You know what I learned recently? I know we're not, we're breaking it's format, fine. but I learned that, um, I learned the word initialism or initialize, and I don't remember the word, but like, um. Like to initialize action? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. Like, like initials. Oh, like an acronym. No, it, those are, they're two different things. Oh, shit. An acronym is when you can actually say the word, like NASA. NASA Hot is D. an acronym. Yeah. Okay. Well, L-O-T-R is initial, like the BBC, NBC. Those are initialisms because you're actually saying the letters and not book. You know what like I mean? Like dare. Dare is uh, an acronym. Uh, is is, why can't I say the word now? <laughs> is an acronym, whereas like CBS... Is an initialism. Initialism, I think that's what it is. Initialization. Yeah, that sounds. Well, maybe it's yeah. That sounds correct. Like just a gobbledygook of consonants or vowels mushed together. All right. Yeah. So we have two in our intro. One of each. Yeah. So uh, today, this corner of the nerdverse is for all you hot D and L O T R T R O P nerds out there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Joanna, the heedless contrarian Krupnik. And I'm Brian, the Firefly Wrangler Plofsky, and we're so happy you could jump off the boat to happiness to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are slurping down snails and covering our faces in blackberries and blood to give you our thoughts on the series premiere episodes of The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime and episode three of House of the Dragon on HBO. Wait, what show? Uh, Hot D, of course. Hot D. Some housekeeping. Be sure to head to the feed to check out all of our past episodes. We have so many. Uh, We've been covering She-Hulk and House of the Dragon, of course. And it's going to be kind of crazy because everything is so crazy now. It's like content Mageddon right now. So we'll be late on some shows and right off others. I think we'll do an episode right after She-Hulk this week. And then we'll wait to cover Rings of Power, which will be literally that same night until the new hot D. So just bear with us. Read our titles. We'll, he- we'll keep all of our stuff in the show notes so you can just skip around to what you want to hear. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just doing it all because it's all so good. Well, to some more than others, but to me, it's all good. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as Joanna said, like, we're covering a lot, and you're thinking, how can I even keep up with it, like, from a nerdverse standpoint? Well, have I got a suggestion for you. Air just table. Sh- yeah, just, also air. This is not a promoted ad. Um, just subscribe to the Nerdverse pod uh, on all of your podcast um, apps, um, Spotify, um Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. And then follow us on the socials. Um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Nerdverse uh, Pod, at the Nerdverse Pod, um, on all of those, and and you know we'll we'll post there about everything too. But first, as we begin every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling the episodes that we're doing today, all of the Rings of Power, which is all of the episodes we're doing today, um, as well as uh, Hot D. We'll also be talking about Game of Thrones and then just Lord of the Rings in general. So, um, you know, we'll be spoiling stuff there. Um, but that is our uh, spoiler alert alert. Um, but now it's time to enter Nerdverse Customs. Let me see your identification. Hold on. Hold on. 
This week, we're headed into the House of the Dragon and the Tolkien sector of the Nerdverse. I don't know if I like that either, but here we are. <laughs> no, yeah, it's... I guess be, we're heading. It could be George R. R. Martin and Tolkien. I I just don't know. What I, to do I think it's I, I think it's Westeros and Middle Earth. Okay, Westeros and Middle Earth sector of the Nerdverse. Yeah. Not even a sector. Yeah. We're just headed to Westeros and Middle Earth and in Middle the Earth. Nerdverse. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. They're just next door to each other. Um, so first up, we'll do some Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, which I'm going to give myself a seven. Here you go, a seven um, snails today. Okay, I am uh, I'm three fireflies. I do not know the backstory of any of this stuff. I've watched, I read the books when I was a kid. I have watched the movies, the Lord of the Rings trilogy a million times, extended versions included. And I've watched the Hobbit movies once through uh, or twice through maybe. Um, and I've read the Hobbit a lot, but, I, but even with that, like I understand the framework of what's happening in these episodes, but like, it, it, it took a lot of extra brain power when watching these to follow along. Interesting. So I think that the gap in our in our stamps is sh- based on sheer obsession because I've done almost the same as you. I've done the same as you, except for I actually haven't finished reading uh, recently. I haven't finished reading Return of the King, reading it. Um, I read it again when I was a kid, but haven't read on it. So... All, all that's really separating us is just I I'm obsessed and I've done it more recently a reread. But anyway, yeah, maybe we'll discover in this that I actually would know way more than I think I yeah, do when I know but... way less. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then uh, for Hot D, I'm a little bit of a three, so a three, uh, a three dead fingers <laughs> that yeah, are no longer I'm... there. I'm too, uh, I'm too crabs. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, gross. Yeah. Okay, great. So, oh, wait. First, before we even do that, Brian, I have to ask you. You didn't answer me on text. When you came to my wedding from Martha's Vineyard, because you just saw Jaws in 3D, first of all, how was it? It was awesome. It was a great time. It, they, they, they restored it really well. The 3D was awesome. It's still a perfect movie. It holds up like crazy. I love it. And when you came to Martha's Vineyard, did you go, like, you know, they shot the whole thing there. Yeah, we didn't go on like an official tour, but we drove around to spots. Okay, so I'm just, yeah. I, that's not, I didn't expect you to do an official tour, but I was like, you know. Yeah, I would have liked to, Edgar but I Town well, holds like a lot of the scenes, some of those, yeah. those amazing one shots. Anyway, mm-hmm. great. And then you also did the Harry Potter exposition, uh, exhibition? Uh, exhibition in Philly. I did that. That was super fun. Um, It was a, li- it was fine. It was fine. Honestly, mm-hmm. we had a really good time because it wasn't busy. But if it was busy and like we had to go slowly through it, like I think I would have had less fun. But it really was like it was just some costumes here or there. You kind of walk through the books and the movies in some ways. Mm. Um, there's some um, anima- automated stuff and some digital stuff where like, you know, you tap your band that they give you and you set up on there and you could do like different spells and things like that. Um, it was fun. It was really fun. We had a really fun time, the four of us. Um, but I, I, it wasn't anything like super spectacular nothing i should be traveling to philly for probably no repeats of what i saw in england probably i mean their costumes there the thing is like i wasn't even sure if those were real costumes or not like i would assume they are They're real they could no, have I been mean, they could have been um since they took so many takes like they could have had been like a set of robes from like yes a take yeah. Yes. No. I, I think that's what it was. These like these were not the primary ones. These were I, I don't know. I didn't do enough reading on it. I guess. Um. But we had a really fun time walking through. We we bought some birdies bots and ate boogers. Gross. Uh. Perfect. Okay. So uh. Rings of power. So before we get into your thoughts and feelings, I just yeah. wanted to say up front. So a four hundred and sixty-five million dollar budget, guys. And it looks like that too. And it looks like it. Um. 25 mil- now again these you know it's hard to know like who's telling the truth there but according to amazon who could take it with a grain of salt 25 million global viewers its first day i mean now a I lot of people use prime G- game of thrones or um hot d had 10 million which is a l- which is huge all already that was huge but yeah. hearing this was pretty wild um and then similar to what they did for a league of their own amazon 
delayed reviews for 72 hours to filter out trolls because, of course, it's been review bombed on sites like Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, What? A fantasy show with a female lead? I mean, I can't believe that. They would do that, those internet people. People of color in roles? Oh, my God. Wild. People are the worst. So they're the worst. So anyway, that's not accurate. But the 84 mark from critics is probably accurate. So they're still still going through literally every review to decipher trolls out. But so that's something just to say in case anyone looks that up. All right. Brian, what did you think? Episodes one and two. One and two. I, I loved it. And this is coming from someone who like really had to work very hard to like stay in step with it. Because I, I a lot of names I was kind of recognizing. The bi- I understood the big ones. Elrond, Gadriel, Sauron. Like, yeah, like all of that stuff. Like I know who they are. I like, you yeah. know, like I'm I'm very familiar with those characters. Um, and I appreciated the setup that they did at the beginning. Um, but like a lot of the other stuff, like, okay, I just need to remember like how far back are we? Like who, like right. who, like, who are these dwarves related to? Right. Um, you know, I'm also talking in whole, but I watched one and two back to back. So I'm same. not, I'm not like stopping at one and then talking about two. I'm talking about both of them at the same time. Like, you know, also like when I know that this is another property, I'm thinking like, am I supposed to know who the stranger is? Am I supposed to know like all these things? Oh, like, we're definitely like, going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but it was gorgeous to look at. It also kept me super engaged in a way that hot D does not because it's multiple storylines tie, trying to tie together and feeding into something a little bit bigger. Whereas hot D right now is just like, one boring storyline that I like that. Yeah, but anyway, we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> yes, we will. Differing opinions on that. Um, yeah, but, but I love, I loved it. It's yeah. gorgeous. It's well acted um, as we all know, but I'm just really into being reintroduced to all my favorite, like races of middle earth and all oh my, my favorite gosh. types of characters. Um, and I, I think I have a pretty good grasp on what's happening now that I've kind of like absorbed everything. I have some questions for you because you're more well versed in it than I am. But uh, yeah, I really loved it, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited for the next episode. Um, me too. Even though it took me a little bit, it took me a couple days to like actually start them just because I was busy. Um, but yeah, I had a blast. It's gorgeous. It's really fun. Um, the acting is great. I said that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just like totally drawn in again. And it makes me want to rewatch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And even though I always have the urge to rewatch it, like it definitely makes me want to jump back into Middle Earth again in a familiar way. Right. So, yeah. So even even those who are huge readers will know that a lot of this is all based on appendices. So, yes, there are obvious there are timelines that we know if you've read some of the Cimmerillion and if you've read some of the appendices on other um, in other books. So there is. Uh, we we know roughly what this is a prequel so like we know where this yeah. is going um it is leading to the forging of the rings um but and we know that sauron is obviously not gone um very much like lord voldemort he's still yeah, out I was there just say that. yeah so there's so but what is tricky even if you are kind of sure about the timeline which we're in the second age um they're condensing it a little bit so even those of us who are like you know these these people haven't arrived to Middle Earth yet. That could be not true. They might actually just speed that up because they're trying to tell a story too. So even if you knew everything, you also could be surprised, which I may be sure. uh, surprised. So I like first, for instance, the Harfoots, as I said before, when we were doing a primer for this with the trailer, that like those, that species is obviously a predecessor to predecessor to the Hobbits. Um, the Hobbits have not been, have not come to Middle Earth yet, but the Harfoots are, um, and we're not registered really to be there either. However, what they did, which was really cool, JD and Patrick, the showrunners, they made them hidden, kind of like the Munchkins, um, yeah. which would explain why they're not on the timeline. They just never showed themselves to men. So that's kind of cool. So I really I, felt like we were in when we saw those cute little Harfoots. Okay, so I have two guys. While we're here, I have questions about the Harfoots for you. Okay. So are they, we say they're predecessors of the Hobbits. They like evolve into Hobbits? I think um, so. Okay. And and th- so Harfoots were created for this show is what you're yes. saying? 
Um, okay. What I don't remember is if there there was a record or if this is a device just for the show, but but there was no record at this time of them. I think it's just a device for the show. Maybe mentioned cool. in passing, but yeah. So it definitely, um, but it definitely makes, I mean, you need it. Like, right? You need, oh, you do. You need a Hobbit-like yes. person. I agree. Culture. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I watched this at my parents' house um, and when I was there this weekend for Labor Day. And I have to say on their TV, it actually didn't look incredible, even though I checked their settings. When I watched it again, both episodes on my TV, oh, it so it looked great. So you're so, just, so what you're doing now is throwing shade at your parents' ability to purchase <laughs> the right TV. No, but I'm saying if you I watched it and you were like, "This looks like a PS3," um, it could be your settings, oh, or oh. or it could be your TV. So don't like it. It does check check somewhere else because it does look sure. really good and i encourage you to watch it on a tv where it looks really good because it yeah. looks good it looked really good on our tv so like i had no complaints there yeah. because we buy we bought a really good tv okay we got out of costco so i'm not I, this is like the third time i've talked about my television it's not even that nice <laughs> i think i talked about it on chase stream too anyway <laughs> um what did you think of the use of maps Oh, I love maps. I do too. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It really gave me, it really helped me to figure out where all, I think it was very helpful because now I know where everything's happening. And also I can relate it back to the fact that like, I kind of know Middle Earth from reading the books and stuff like that, like in terms of where everything is. So that was super, super helpful. Um, Yeah, I totally dug it. Even though, of course, places like Gondor have not sort of, been founded yet um yeah places like numenor would be on the map now but they fell into the sea as did um orion other places like they're not there anymore but did you Mm. pick up um it's okay if you did not um did you pick up thank you for validating that (laughs) so when we go to the southlands the lands inhabited by men yes do you know that that will be mordor uh no, I don't think I picked up on that. Isn't at that all. cool though? Yes. So it's it's Hordern, Hordern, Mordor before Mordor, before Dor. Uh-huh. Um before Dor. Yeah. The it that's kind of a new Tolkien location, the Southlands, but if you look on a map, you will see that it's sort of destined to become where Mordor is. Um I think there was a feature at that I saw that they that, that yeah, they sort of like placed it on where uh, on a traditional lord of the rings maps um map you see like lake uh norian again these are words that i've read in my head for so long and i've never said them aloud so i'm probably saying so many things wrong like hermione right i think it was hermione for so long um but yeah so it's it's it and of course it makes sense because you see what's happening and this infection that's that's poisoning uh, over there. So I don't know. It's really cool to me that like we're seeing it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if like the end of the season will be, and it's not a spoiler again because it's just known, but I'm wondering if like the volcano, like Mount Doom erupting will be like the final thing. Cause we know that that's what happens to make Mordor. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I thought that was so cool. Like I got chills. This, I didn't pick it up until the second time I watched it. Um, I also think this is just a theory that is in my head, in my head alone, that sure. the symbol that that looks like a looks like Aquaman's trident or whatever. Wait, the the Sauron symbol or the symbols that the stranger is using the with the Sauron lights? symbol uh-huh. that looks like Aquaman's trident, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think somewhere online I saw some amazing person on Reddit turn it which might and overlay it to a map and it kind of looks like it's a map to where mordor is so it could be that there's all these hints for like the orcs to like find their way there so that's kind of cool but that is not a symbol that we know so that's not like anything anyone knows for sure cool but so cool um it was i don't know if it was as cool for you so i'll just say it for me tell me if it's cool for you sure to see casa doom yeah before the ruin that we know it will yes. be. Yes. Uh, that was cool. I picked up on that. Definitely. That was did. and a great, honestly, great upbeat bit to the episodes. Like the yes. doors are always good fun. I like um, that. 
you probably also might have remembered that Doran is who they're looking for, but he's like dead in Lord of the Rings. Again, guys, these are not spoilers. This is just in the movies. Okay, that's why I knew his name. Yeah. Yeah. So he is old because, you know, the doors and the elves live so long. So you'll see some names maybe. They all sound alike too, though. I really, really liked the scene where he's like, you've been gone for 20 years. Like you missed all these yes. things because like, because to Elrond, what, it was like 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I thought I, I really liked kind of that like logistical nature of like, just like their everyday lives kind of coming to, uh, to like really exploring that. Even if it was just for a moment, I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Me too. That was like so touching. And even though, you know, Elrond's going to the dwarves to get information and to propose something, it's still like he's still, you could tell they're friends. I also yeah. am curious if he threw the competition or if he was really tired. The rocks. I think my guess is that he was, he, I think he was getting tired and he realized instead of wasting all of his energy, like let's try this other way. Yeah. Good point. I like that too. Um, it was this this episode. It was very. There was some like, rainy horror elements. The orcs look great. So, the director of these two episodes, J. A. Bayona, who's also like partial showrunner, maybe on this show. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, he directed one of my favorite horror movies from like the last like twenty years called oh, The Orphanage. Out. Oh, yeah. I've, I've I've I remember the trailer, and I've never been the same since. It's an incredible movie. He also directed. Um, if you ever seen a monster calls, he no. also that's no, it's I actually, surely haven't. It's it's great. Uh, he also directed the impossible about the tsunami in uh, in Thailand. It's with uh, Naomi Watts, Ewan McGregor, and a young Tom Holland. Um, oh. It's very good, and there's a, there's a sequence in there that like has embedded in my mind forever. And then three or four, he also directed um, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, so that second movie uh, in the oh. trilogy, which is not a great movie, but he, it's directed very well with some really nice horror elements. So yeah, I was very happy for those sequences because like he literally directed one of my favorite horror movies. Okay, so I, I wasn't far off because I had no At knowledge all. of any of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the orcs, oh, they look great. I mean, there's definite, this, it's going to be fun. So here's um, a question for you. Yes. So the orc kind of showing up there is, I guess maybe we don't know. Maybe I'm just being the annoying person in the room. Like, are the orcs like trying to like turn that land into Mordor? Are they drawn to that area? Have they been underground the whole time? Like, 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 is it just the one orc? Is it multiple orcs that are underground? You know, like, what's the situation there? Is that something I should know, or is that something we're figuring out? That's my issue with not issue with the show. This is the trouble I'm having with it. As are a the, podcaster, you're struggling with. You probably wouldn't care if you were just watching. No, but I, now I'm wondering to myself, like, are these things I'm supposed to know or right. are these things that I'm learning with the show? I believe that this show is well-crafted enough that I'm learning it with the show and I don't have to – I don't need the other pieces of information but because I have the other pieces of information. I'm, like, jumping ahead. I'm jumping the gun a little bit. Um, same thing goes for, like – what the dwarves were looking at after they were like, I wonder if they know he has it or whatever. Yes. Like, am I supposed to know what's in that box or is that the, the, the what is it from the Hobbit, the Aaron star or whatever it is? The, uh, uh, yeah. Arkin, Arkenstone. The Arkenstone. Um, like, am I supposed to think it's that? Like, so like that's my struggle and it's not a real struggle. It's not a real complaint. Like it's basically, it's do I have too struggle. much information or do I not have enough information? I don't know the answer to that. I think I should side with the fact that the show is giving me all the information I need. Um, but still, my brain goes. So Of course, because that's your personality and mine as well. So yeah. half of – so, okay. So um, yes and no, and uh, I don't know and I know. So we are supposed to be learning with the show. I feel like Winona Ryder at uh, the SAG Awards when they won <laughs> and like David Harbour's giving a speech, she's like, huh? Huh? Hmm? Huh? That meme. <laughs> That's a great meme. Um, yeah. So, so we are learning with the show 100% because, again, aside from the majority of the world, aside from, um, you know, Cape Blanchett's beautifully intoned uh, ep- epilogue, or not epilogue, the prologue that she gives in the movie, the movies of the Peter Jackson trilogy, um, there's very little that we know. What, what the, the orcs underground... Because they involve, they come about from breeding. 
so creepy that word with right um the breeding i feel like this is the seeds are have been going and this is it's they're coming back about and i think that to make those tunnels there's more than just one orc there's a couple orcs the fact that the the cow is is grazing too far east like there's more under the ground than we realize so i'm that's again i don't know that but i think we're meant to believe that this has started for a bit because again galadriel has been looking for so long she knows this stuff that sauron is still out there i think that and he is still out there um but he hasn't made himself known yet so i think we're meant to believe that that it's been there's a little bit more than just like the last gloop of stuff that poor little Will Byers like pukes up um, sure. at the end of season one. Spoiler alert. Um, so that, the two with the dwarves, um, I have theories about what's in the box. The Arkenstone is a great one. I had not thought of that. Um, it definitely glows like that. I assumed it was going to be Mithril or some other sort of um, mm. elf thing. Um, but no, do, I don't think we're supposed to know what that. We're just supposed to have theories, which you do. Um, Good. Good. And that is all you asked? Yeah, do we don't know who's on the ship at the end of episode two. I think, well, yes. Again, the inf- the inference, or the people that infer strongly more than others, I'm I'm like 99% sure that's Numenorian who is going to bring them to Numenor, which I'm really excited to visit because, again, it doesn't exist when we meet these people later. And isn't Isildur in this series? So Isildur might be, again, because they're compressing time, but he hasn't been born yet. So I don't know. Um, I also don't know where Galadriel's husband is because she's married at this point. And I, uh, to uh, Celeborn or Celeborn again, only in my head have I spelled this out. Um, Celebi- mm-hmm. Is it Celebimbor? Uh, Celeb- <laughs> You're absolutely asking me 100% wrong person. Okay. Wrong person. Well, it's either a, a hard K, a C, or a soft C. But anyway, uh, she's married. Um so everyone who's shipping her with these various people, I, I, I'm not saying it won't happen, but I must say. Well, how do, how, how are Elven relationships? Like, is it, is it normal for her to like just be away forever? You know what I mean? Probably not. And probably they get married to have offspring. So they haven't done that yet. And we know they eventually will because Arwen is, is a descendant of hers. I think her granddaughter. So, um. Wait, Arwen is a descendant of. Elrond is our L. Oh wait, no, she's not. Just kidding. I think Arrow. Uh, right, because they're friends, but they look the same age. Elrond is a lot younger than Galadriel, yeah. right? Because he doesn't really remember the the lands as much as she does. I know. I think. I think she is. Galadriel Mary uh, is married to Kelimbor. However, guys, I'm so sorry. It's not his name, but it looks like that. They have a. They have a daughter. I think, who marries Elrond, and then they have Arwen, I'm pretty sure. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Even though, like, I was getting some romance vibes from them. <laughs> when she yeah. was so excited for her to show up, he was like, she's I here? Am. Why didn't but you it, tell me? It, I feel like elves are horny, but, like, in <laughs> a very British in a very really British way, though. where, like, you know, like a proper British horny, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. It makes sense. And they've just been around for so long. Okay, so we're talking about the elves. First of all, were you surprised to see Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson's Benjamin Walker? Do you think knew, he is? Oh, you. Knew. I knew he was in it. I knew he was in it, but um, it's always a delight. I was very surprised to see him with clothes on. I. <laughs> so I think I, I can only imagine that they they want more a huge part of these books, which I I know is in my if if I reread this for the eighth time, I'll probably think it's like the best part. But some of the parts of the books that go slow for me are the songs, which I know is like the worst take ever. There's so many songs. Um, oh, you're telling books. me that songs in book form are not your thing? <laughs> well, yeah. they should be though easier because you can read them at your speed. You don't have to wait for a refrain. Yeah, but, no, but you don't hear the music. I know, but the words are obviously the best part probably. Um, so I think there's going to be more singing in songs in this show. And so I'm wondering if he was cast because we know he could sing. Because that was oh, a musical, interesting. right? Wasn't yeah, but he, yeah. he was also in uh, yes, yes, but he was also in um, American Psycho, the musical. <gasps> oh right, in okay. the states, yeah. in the he states, sings. he sings. Um, so uh, a little bit on Galadriel. So what we know is that 
this girl does have ambition. We remember her withstanding the test uh, in Peter Jackson's trilogy when Frodo mm-hmm. offers the ring. So we're sort of, you'd be right to just keep a lookout for just the light and the dark. I mean, we, we find out what Finrod, her brother, said to her at the little prologue at the beginning. Um, I liked the, that. That was really beautiful. Uh, his He's very hip looking for a very old elf, but I'll let that Listen, go. Maybe hips he had are always, elves are always reinventing themselves. It's true, but we get that. some really long hair from those wood elves in The Hobbit, and they look really cute with their like long on top short fades on the side in this one just saying um i I prefer i prefer the haircuts of these elves um so yeah that's just like really interesting um we know that she's gonna kind of be queen of uh like the place where they live with the florian the florian yes um so yeah i just think that's really interesting um I also think it's interesting. What did you think of this of the the passage across the Sundering Seas to Valinor? That whole set piece? Do we call that a set piece? Uh, I thought it was excellent. I really liked how uh, when they were presented to go back to Valinor, that like they removed all of their armor, like they were getting lighter. I thought yeah. that was really effective, and I thought her jumping in was super effective. I also love sea monsters. Any if any type. We talked about Jaws earlier. I love sea monsters. So like that in episode two when they were dealing with the sea monster. When she jumped into the water, I was like, oh, we're going to get sea monsters. And mm. I was excited. That, and we did. And it was awesome. The worm. We um, sure did. Uh, but I thought that whole sequence going into Valinor was beautiful and very effective. Yeah. It, it, she's just, she's always being in the water, having that memory of what he said we know that she's like always marked by this darkness and she doesn't know if it's still in there. And I think that's just a really, a good reminder of where we're going with her. Yeah. Um, I think the temptation, you know, she's going to have in there, it'll build to the rejection of the ring, but I don't know. It's just, it's really, really cool. I think it's also interesting that they edited together her turning away with the meteor man with the leaf sure so you know you wonder if that's just cool editing or if her turning away because they because they don't they do say that that interesting line that's like you're keeping this a lot this evil alive by like continuing to pursue it almost Mm -hmm. so it's just interesting if like why this i don't know it's just very interesting it's just very interesting brian um so So yeah who is the stranger Okay, so now is we get Mephi- to my next is he favorite Mephi- Is he Mephisto confirmed? He's definitely Mephisto, and he's a mutant. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Justin Carlson, Brian Cranston. I think he actually looks more like Reese Ifans, but I've been watching a lot of Hot D, so I, it's he's neither of those actors, obviously. He's, uh, I forget his name, interesting, but he's, interesting. he's not those. Um, so this gets to my favorite part of this section, which will be Sauron Watch. <laughs> so Okay. I think, so... Okay, I'm going to get real nerdy for a second. So in the book, we uh, Tolkien doesn't always describe people's appearance like very, uh, like Brian's wearing a hoodie and he has curly dark hair and he bites his nails and he has facial hair and he has dark eyes, dark brows and strong cheekbones or something, whatever you are. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so in like... The books, like, I, I copied this description from uh, the book because I am in the middle of reading it. Um, a description of Galadriel, for instance. This is in Chapter 7, The Mirror of Galadriel. On two chairs beneath the bowl of the tree and canopied by a living bough, there sat, side by side, Celeborn. Celeborn, that's the husband's name. Celeborn and Galadriel. Very tall they were, the lady no less tall than the lord, and they were grave and beautiful. They were clad wholly in white, and the hair of the lady was of deep gold, and the hair of Lord Celeborn was of silver, long and bright, but no sign of age was upon them unless it were in the depths of their eyes. For those were keen as lances in the starlight, and yet profound the wells of deep memory. Okay, 
so beautiful, but more about what it feels like to cease this person. Yes. I say all of this to say that Sauron was said to have to take many forms from whoever was looking at him. And one of these forms is a fair form. So what I'm trying to say is, is that he is out here, guys, and he might look real fair and real nice and real cute. So that's not saying that's Meteor Man, but that certainly matches a description of our boy Hal, Halibrand or whatever. I don't think he is. I don't think we're actually... Okay, so I don't think we're we're going to get Sauron just yet, but we should keep a Sauron watch because here's the thing. Another passage of the book, which I won't read, it's so awesome, but I won't read it because it does definitely say what the show is going to be. Um, Sauron will be involved in helping forge the rings, and, and in turn, he's going to get information about how to make his ring. So he's going to be around. But we don't know who he is, so he might be the person that we most medium suspect, like The Office. Um, I learned that sure. from Dwight. It's always the person you most medium suspect. So this, so anyway, point is, keep a lookout. The Meteor Man, here is this. You're not supposed to know, so in case that's what you're about to ask. You're not supposed to know. Yeah, okay. My theory is that, and I'm, I'm – I really feel good about this one. I have some weird ones, but this I feel good about is that he is a wizard. Now, I don't think he's Gandalf. I don't think he's Saruman. And I don't think he's Radagast, the one that birds shit all over. Yeah. But there were blue wizards that were sent because the gods sent the wizards to Middle Earth to help combat this. So... They don't come yet, which is why I'm, like, confused by the condensed timeline and why this may not be true. Sure. But I think this could be a wizard. I, you get those vibes. Yeah. The Firefly Master. You get those vibes. He talks to the Fireflies. It really makes you think about how Gandalf talks to the moth. Sure. So, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting the vibe of that. Do you have any thoughts or you truly had no, you were like, I just. No, that, uh, that was my thought. I actually thought like, oh, like the only thing that we're missing from the show right now are wizards. Right. And again, I was sort of like, okay with the fact that wizards aren't even there yet, but they could be there yet. So it, this is kind of like, it's, I, and it's got to all be canon, but I don't know. Yeah. So that is it. But of course they want you to maybe think it's Sauron because they literally make him have a nap in a thing that looks like an eye. And like, so that's kind of like, they're, they're, they're trying to evoke Sauron in all of these potential candidates for him. So that's, that's that. Um, and also like when he snaps the twig, then the thing breaks and then poor Lagos or whatever, the Harfoot, his foot, his oh, ankle cracks. Blah. Yeah. So there, you know, he's got he's got some magic in him. So I think that uh, that's where I what I feel about that. Um, yeah, but I could also see it being Sauron because, like, now that the Harfoots have so much interaction with him, that's something that's maybe why the Hobbits are the ones who are able to actually deliver the Ring to Mount Doom because they've ha- they've interacted with Saruman before Sauron before in a past life. That's so true. Uh, yes. And alongside of that, doesn't necessarily mean he's Sauron, but there's something about the heat. Because Nori, like, touches him and it's like, she's like, it's not hot. The ground's not hot. And then she touches him and she, and he gets all the flames. And remember when they throw the ring in the fire, Gandalf does, and he's like, it's not hot. And he takes it out. And Frodo can hold it. I don't know. There's something with the heat. And then she pours that thing on the symbol at the beginning. Yeah. And there's like something about the heat and the, I don't know. So there's something there. Yeah, no, I know. I agree with you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I really want to say was that uh, obviously Halibrand on the boat, you know, he he's the type of person. He's not like a Aragorn. He's not Aragorn would never like chop his boat in half and save himself, but he does go after Galadriel. So there's also like something a little sketchy about him, um, for sure. But sure, I don't think, I think he's that's hundred percent good. Um, yeah, maybe he's. I, I have I have one theory 
uh, and that'll be the final theory, I promise. I'm talking no, so this is much, great. but I just love Lord of the Rings, you guys. Um, something that we don't know much about are the ring wraiths. So they were all the dark riders, if you remember, from the mm-hmm. Peter Jackson movies. They were all kings, and they all had rings, and they were all wackadoos. So there's also, like, the Nazgul, like, they're, you know, I think it could be that because you're looking for these characters that you know will come later. So I don't know. That, that's a potential for me. Like maybe he's going to be one of these corrupt kings or, or, or there's also the mention of the, Theo's dad. <laughs> yeah. So who's missing. So like, again, the person that we're just like not suspecting, but like we're thinking about. Yeah. So, Cause at the beginning of this, they did show one of the fell beasts like eating an, an eagle. Um, which was one great because it was just like, hey, everyone who want, want the eagles to help, like the 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 fell beasts are still there. That's why they couldn't bring him to Mordor. And then two, totally, the fell beasts, you know, was just was on its own. It wasn't necessarily riding with the witch king on it or whatnot. Right. So that's a totally. I never would have thought of that. Um. So yeah, and I and again, there uh, people are trying to make some comps between. Uh, Bra- Bra- Brawin, Broadwin, and um, Arondir, uh, played by Ismail Cruz Cordova, um, from Mandalorian and other things. Um, the elf and the girl. Um, that is very sweet romance. I like to have a little romance. Mm-hmm. Um, that is very cute. So, yeah, I don't know. I freaking love this show, Brian. Yeah, it's great. I'm I'm very into it. The music I, I, I like is also so good. It's just visually stunning. It just it feels like a our movies, like actual movies that in the movie theater. Like I almost it's almost feel like it's a waste watching it on my TV, even though it's good compared to your parents' home. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, that, like that shot of of um of what's the first uh, where Valinor, I guess that they're in the beginning. Like it looks like yes. a Thomas Cole painting. Like yeah. Oh my god, it's so and I love that shot. Which we got in the trailer, but like when the when she's telling us what happened in the war, and you see that dark, the red water, and like there's an elf with like a spear, and everyone's like hanging there. Oh yeah. god, it's so good. I just I'm, I'm loving and did, it. And did they do this on the volume? On a volume? Um, they did not, as far as I know. Um, they did a lot of stuff, but I haven't really researched that. Um. I know we're about to talk about Hot D, but just while we're on it, um, I was listening to, I think it was the official uh, uh, House of Dragon podcast, but they shoot on something that's theirs, which is called the V instead of the volume. Like they have their own version of it. It's not the same one that George Lucas uses. And I just think it's funny that Hot D is filmed on the V. Anyway. (laughs) Hot D on the V. This podcast contains adult content. Okay. So anyway, I'm super excited. Um, I just love it so much. I love everyone in it. It's so beautiful. I hope it doesn't let me down. I think this is a great show. Um, definitely better than The Wheel of Time. <laughs> sure. Which was also a high fantasy mm-hmm. Amazon Prime project. Okay. Are you ready to talk about Hot D? Uh, always. All right. So Hot D... House of the Dragon, episode three, second of his name. Uh, a little bit of news. Did you hear that M- Miguel Sapochnik, as quick as he came, he was gone. He will not be part of this oh, for season two. Yeah, I, I saw that. Which is fine. He's been very busy. So in what, Yeah, I, I, in what way busy? I don't know. He probably just, he probably just is tired. Just needs. I, I would like to think that has nothing to do with the show. But we'll see. Um, so that is that. Okay. What did you think of this episode, Brian? How are you on your on your chilly uh, hot D thoughts? Yeah, I, I think this was a good episode. It was fine. Um, I like that Matt Smith didn't like say anything, and like it was all just kind of like acting, if you will. Um, I thought that was cool. Um, I like the Renera stuff. Uh, listen, I think it's well acted now. I think it's fine. I, I just am. I'm just like truly 
not sold on this being i think this is wildly mediocre um i i i think it is so it's just i want i don't know maybe my expectations were totally wrong for this but like it's just like pretty straightforward what happens to have dragons and violence like well okay so first off the Lord of Game of Thrones, if you recall, was a whole lot of character. Sorry if you guys can hear my dog barking. Um, there was a whole lot of character development in the first couple seasons, which made the more battly, violent, like fun stuff later mean something. Yes. So what we can hope for is that there's a lot of this palace intrigue, people talking in rooms in this season, but that it will get to a place where it will mean something because we've laid this foundation. Sure. But I agree with you. This episode happens three years later. Yeah. Okay. They're not messing around, as I said last time. Like, the time is going fast. And they're yeah. picking moments to show. I would have loved to see the wedding, by the way. Uh, I love to see a good wedding on television. Um, sure, sure. So there are t- I, there's a bit of this where I'm just like, can I get some of the how this went down and, like, how everyone was feeling about it? Yeah. Uh, see, that's the in- – here's another thing. That stuff was the interesting stuff to me in Game of Thrones. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, these two are getting married. How does everyone feel about it? What do all the houses think about it? Be- and because this is just like so straightforward, it's kind of like, but we're just, it's really just plot points. And I feel like I'm not getting any good character moments outside of like these, these the character moments that have to move the plot. And Interesting. And and I think that that's fine. Uh, it, I just I expect more from it from a character standpoint. It's these these characters feel very clear cut, like tropey characters. Um, I feel like Game of Thrones had a ton of tropey characters that kind of broke them out of the mold a little bit because they were a little bit more uh, penciled out even in season one in the first couple episodes of season one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. I think the dragon stuff was pretty cool. I think that... Uh, Dragons, they don't discriminate. You can be like, save me, save me. And like they'll be like, cool, I'm here, but I'm also going to light you on fire. Yeah, I'm just going to step on you. Um, I was disappointed. We, I mean, I don't know. The, the, like it also, I also don't think it does a great job of showing us that they've been at battle for three years yeah. in, the, in the islands. And like... You know, like that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I I do like how they like they fattened Patty Constantine up a little bit, like just a little bit, and they gave He's him a little bit hair. more receded hairline and thinner hair. Mm-hmm. Totally, I like that aspect of things. Um, Sometimes the time jumps can be thrilling because I'm like, oh, I'm so glad we didn't have to watch all that. Like agreed. we're just here now. Uh, totally. I um, think I just was bummed we missed like the wedding, but oh well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just like. You're I'm cool so, on it. That's fine. I'm totally, it's more like cool D. So for me, it's like the Targaryens were like, again, I'm just caught up in the lore. The Tar- Targaryens were a ghost in Game of Thrones. And now we're seeing a show that's like what happened and who they are. And to me, learning about them, even if we're going to lose a lot of them, that's, that's to me, the problem with character development is even if they have great character development in my mind, I don't know how long we're going to have these people <laughs> because yeah. we know what's going to end up happening. And they're also switching actors. And like, I, I'm curious how I'm going to be adjusting and how fast that's going to move. I'm also wondering how much they're going to cover in just one season, because again, we have a long way to go. So it's like, are they, is this kind of slow? Um, yeah. Like, are they going to do a double jump? Like meaning like, like, are we going to, like they're young, then we're going to get another jump in the season where they're a little older. Like, are those the ones we stay with for this whole time? You know what I mean? That age? Yeah. Is that when it starts to change? I don't know. Um, but I thought that the dream stuff was interesting. Like, again, the Targaryens have this – they put so much stock in their dreams because that's what got them out of Valyria is that they knew that, you know, someone – I forget who she was, but she dreamt that the volcano would erupt and that they would all have to leave, and so they did, and they were a lot of, a lot of them were saved. So the fact that he he doesn't have a dragon, he had, they have to hold down this stag for him to kill, and he can't even do that. He's being rejected by the throne. He wants to make his little Legos in his room. He has a dead wife. He doesn't have a boy heir until now-ish, and now he's got a whole bunch of hosts of other issues, and he 
he he doesn't even know if he read his dream or his premonition or whatever correctly about the boy being born. It's just, I don't know. It's just really interesting to me. And again, I don't know how long we're going to have him because he does not look like he's long right. for this world. He's like losing limbs right and left. He doesn't have his fingers in this episode. Um, I don't know. It's Although just apparently in one scene, they forgot to green screen it out. Oh, that's hilarious. Unless yeah. like it was another time jump that we missed. Probably not. Um, so yeah, I, my, my, my major qualms, as you might be able to guess from this episode was that there were a lot of animals in pain, which yeah, I did not enjoy seeing. Yeah. I just don't enjoy seeing it. And I love the parallel of, you know, Baratheon dying by the boar when he was on this hunt yes. and whatever. And I love, you know, it says it's sort of up to your interpretation when Rhaenyra doesn't kill the white heart, but like, there's just, I don't know. It was really interesting all of those kinds of parallels and symbolism and what they say about these people as rulers and what they would be like as a ruler. But um, I thought that this episode was, I thought this episode was good, not great. I'm still enjoying it so much. Um, Allison's really interesting to me. You know, she really knows what she's doing. Sure. She loves Renera so much, but like in this episode alone, she uses your grace, uh, my Lord, and calls him Viserys at different times based and on who she she's says with. Husband. And she says, my husband or my king, like she knows what she's doing, but it's just, so that's really, it's really been fun for me to watch her tactics and how she's like navigating this. Cause I, I don't think she's a bad person and I don't think that she doesn't love Rhaenyra. So it's really, God, it's just like a really difficult position to be in. Um, and then we learn a lot about Damon in this episode. I thought the, the end was really cool. Obviously, I have to draw the parallel <laughs> with the running in the arrows the way that Rickon did similarly. Um, uh, was it Rickon? Rickon did it. He ran in a straight line. Yeah, idiot. Yeah. But he kind of does too. But like, does he, is he yeah. like going yeah, like up and down while he's a doing it or bit. something? He's, he, he at least like is behind things. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I think Caraxes, his dragon, like cries out when he when Damon gets hit by an arrow. So like, mm-hmm. just another reminder that they're kind of linked. I didn't sure. even know who was on the dragon initially, the second one. Oh, I thought the same thing. I was like, who's this jabroni? Because like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's Lenore. It's a it's a Valyrian, but I don't know. I like I didn't didn't know that they all ride dragons. I don't know. So that was kind of cool. I would have liked to see the crab feeder's death. Um, again, I, we Me knew. Too. I said this last episode. This is a very. There's like four sentences in in the book, but right. like that was kind of, kind of crazy. Um, I guess Damon doesn't have grayscale, uh, even though he literally had his blood all over him and is touching his hand. Sure, but fine. Um, it shows what kind of person Damon is. That he waves the white flag. You know, that's then he doesn't reneges and right but that was like all that. part of that was the whole plan in general sure but you know that's 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 kind of a dick move but i get yeah. it um it's the only thing that worked after three years mm-hmm. um so that was cool i feel like guts are just like really having a moment right now like intestines i oh, feel like, like i was I've, like in the nickelodeon uh game show no yes but no um i maybe it's because i just watched scream but then I've watched some other stuff recently where it's just like they're really loving guts on TV. Like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. taking your guts, your intestines. Like the gore is all about – we're all about intestines right now. Is that just me and what I'm watching no, or I is mean, that actually a trend? I've seen it before. I've seen it in other things recently. I'm trying to think of what else I saw it in recently. I feel like they're using it recent, a lot recently. It's not like – Maybe it was a game. It's not like or, eyes popping out of heads or like – uh slashing of necks there was a whole moment where slashing of necks it was like the red wedding sure um yeah and you know damon and renera both painted up in blood this episode probably some it's probably means something fancy like it's a reborn rebirth of who they are and the blood on their face and fire and blood and i don't know um i think that's all i want to say i think um Ba, 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 ba. I did think it was really funny when Corliss was like, I have like 15 ships left and we see <laughs> we see like three of them and one of them is already getting on fire. Up. Yeah. It's just you want him to be like, okay, make that 13 or whatever. I thought that was funny. Um and yeah. yeah. It felt it felt like a million years. This episode felt very long. Like I was like, okay, get to the point already. Also, because yeah. like 
these are not new things and I'm not asking for new tropes. I'm just asking for different takes on these tropes. And I feel like this is not giving me that. Yeah. Well, it might just be like succession, but old, but yeah, but succession is fun. Like succession is like this black comedy type thing with spectacular performances, but also with twists and turns that you're just not expecting. And well, that's what I'm hoping this will be. It just hasn't really hit it yet. Yeah, well, twists. you know, so, sorry, not sorry. Like, let's get to the point already. <laughs> I know, it's already episode three, you guys. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Um, I think, uh, oh, I also just want to shout out, I did like being in a crowd and like watching everyone gossip. I think that that crippled person who they really showed us a lot of him being crippled, like his leg or something. Oh, and he, like, yeah, where he's behind. in the iron boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like – I'm not saying he's not crippled. I'm just saying um, I feel like he is, like, a gossip and, like, is re- he's going to be, like, a like he's going to spread rumors or something. Like, he wants – it's, like, a tactic. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I got that. And then also I have shout out, which no one will care about this, but me and the five other people who listen to this that know the BBC Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth. But I'm going to shout out Joanna David, my namesake, who plays Mrs. Gardner – she I have not seen since like the 80s or 90s, whenever that was made, the 90s. She plays Lady Redwine, the one with the pug who lets oh, the pug really? cake. Yeah, and I was just really excited to see her. Nice. So that was a real, real deep cut. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we will be back about this next week um, with the new episode when we will also touch on Rings of Power because it will not have aired by the time we finish recording She-Hulk. So we'll get that next week. But I'm excited. I'm just, I'm honestly really, I think Millie Alcock and, and um, uh, Emily Carey are doing such great jobs with their characters. And I'm getting, I'm getting a little too attached to them. So when they become their older selves, I'm, I just don't, I'm like, I'm every episode. I think they're going to come and I don't think they're coming next week. Cause I I'm, didn't see them in the trailer. No, I think it's, we get week. I think they're in six episode seven, six or seven. Um, oh, so we're going to get more time with the young girls. And yeah. The old. I, I'm looking forward to this show settling down with those older ages. So we can really get into those characters. Um, yeah. I think a lot of what we're seeing now probably could have just been like, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I, I look forward to when the actual like strategy for the throne happens, even though we're kind of getting it ish now. Agreed. I need, but, I need Renera to like get hitched and I need to see like what, what goes, what happens. Yeah, totally. Damien needs to come back now that that stupid stepson is over. He needs to come back to court. I need to see him in his way. I want like, to see them all together. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. Well, nerds, I am not some courtier to be placated by idle flattery. But we hope you had as much fun as we had, and we hope you'll join us next time as we discuss She-Hulk. As a small universe and a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on socials like Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the nerd burst pod we thank you so much for listening and following along and please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us and remember where there is love it is never truly dark If you had to drop one of these shows and only watch one of these shows, would you have would you drop Hot D and watch Rings of Power? Oh, no contest. I would drop Hot D. Yeah. You would drop that Hot D? I'd drop that Hot D. I mean, it's just the text. You, I have text for the other one, and it just fills in so much. But if I read Hot D and if I read all of those books, I'd probably be also obsessed with that. Sure. I think it's just your preference. I'm a super high fantasy lover. Although I do wish Lord of the Rings was sexier, I'm not gonna lie. Hot D is much sexier, and Game of Thrones is much sexier. I think there needs to be more sex in Lord of the Rings. Interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really know I felt that way 
truly uh, until recently, but I do. So I will, I do miss that um, when I watch things like Lord of the Rings, but um, yeah. And no, I'm, I was going to say the costumes, but the costumes in Lord of the Rings are so good. So mm-hmm. the elven, the elven knight with that, with the gorgeous, uh, oh my God, armor, spectacular. Yes. I was going to say, I think my favorite costume piece was like her mail she was wearing that was like bejeweled yeah like mithril oh god it was so pretty and they're like gold leaf crowns yeah it's beautiful oh, it's so beautiful 